1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Quick reminder that you're listening to Garlic Fries and Baseball, guys. Uh, Our season end special, by the way, though, this offseason, we're not going anywhere. We will still be with you throughout the offseason. But setting the table for it right now on this episode with Joe Shasky, Mark Mm -hmm. Willard. And we're coming at you every week throughout the offseason. So make sure you subscribe and do not miss an episode. Speaking of those Los Angeles Dodgers this was absolutely a question for Farhan it's one thing to try to get better it's another thing to swing big in free agency it's a third thing to close the gap with this team that seems to be at least in the regular season the most epic thing that we've seen in recent memory so how do you go about doing it this is what Farhan said on closing the gap with the Dodgers
1: just a matter of creating a farm system pipeline that is impacting the major league roster. And we saw some of that this year with guys like Jelly and Bart and Camilo Duvall really establishing himself. And we certainly hope to see continued growth from David VR. And, you know, we look to next year with guys like Kyle Harrison and Casey Schmidt and right behind that with Luis Matos, who's off to a great start in fall league, Marco Luciano. I mean, it's gonna have to come from within. It's interesting in my conversations with Buster over the last couple of months, one thing that he has brought up is in his experience and you know, during the world championship run of 2010 to 14, the core of that team was homegrown talent. We've gotta to get to that same point uh, because once you have that foundation, it's easier to add around that. You can't build a championship caliber team just through free agency. And that's certainly going to be a channel that we're going to pursue this off season. But, you know, to answer your question, it's a really high standard that they've set. Um, and I think for us, it's just about continued progress towards sustainability. And this is going to be a key off season for us to continue to close that gap.
2: Okay. So a couple things here, because I know that it, it is, there are certain fans whose eyes are going to roll at the idea of continuing to wait For farmhands, uh, especially because the Giants have not had a good track record on that, quite frankly, since Buster Posey and Tim Lincecum and Matt Cain and Madison Bumgarner arrived. But back up for a second and realize he is 1000% correct. It doesn't mean you don't go get free agents. It doesn't mean that you don't make trades at the deadline. But if you want to have a good team, look around baseball. Okay, do the Braves swing big in free agency, yeah. To the Dodgers swing big in free agency, yeah. Guess who's waiting for those big free agents when they arrive on the roster? Really good homegrown players. Yeah. And Giants fans don't need to be told this. He just said it. When's the last time they were good? when a homegrown core yeah. came up. So you can think that you're chasing daisies, but it, it's just the way that it, it it has to be. Some of those guys down on the farm are going to have to start hitting and, uh, and hopefully the big first hit. And I mean, a big hit, hopefully that will be Kyle Harrison next year.
3: Yeah. And it's interesting that he went Kyle Harrison, Casey Schmidt. Mm-hmm. Like, did you notice that?
2: Like, and maybe well, it was a slip of the tongue. But I don't feels- think so. I mean, yeah, I Schmidt don't think so. shot through the system this year. He went from, from, from one level to double a yes. and then to triple a, he's got a bullet. And that's a big thing. You know, that he said that to us, like they want to reward guys who force their way to the next level. And that's what Casey did this year.
3: Absolutely. And I'm just envisioning a scenario where I've got a one-two punch of Logan Webb, who would be your veteran on the staff, even though he's still under arbitration. And then you'd have Kyle Harrison. I mean, that's a hell of a one-two punch to start off with. And then if you can get a third baseman, I mean, think about it. They haven't had a homegrown third baseman since Matt Duffy. And really, he was like a converted second baseman. You got to go all the way back to Matt Williams to think about a homegrown third baseman like that. Pablo had been developed into like a catcher and a first baseman he wasn't a third baseman by design originally so i'm really looking forward to seeing casey schmidt and if these other guys can supplement it now we're talking about
2: pillars of an organization to move forward i tell you what third base and the entire left side of the infield real quick is massively fascinating right now on multiple levels in this press conference farhan stated a he does believe there's a role for evan longoria on the team next year so that's number one Number two, he mentioned David VR. Now, VR can move around. Yeah. He had a very, very interesting final month and a half of the season. He can also play over there. Uh, number three, they've even mentioned out loud we know about the great shortstops uh, that are on the free agent market, but you also have Brandon Crawford for one more year. And through all of that, then you get to Casey Schmidt and Maybe Marco Luciano the year after that. And by the way, I've got it on pretty decent authority. Luciano's not projecting as a shortstop. Yeah. Right I don't deal, think right? we're. Yeah. I do not think we're ever going to yeah. see Luciano at shortstop in the major leagues. I think he's going to, he, it could be third. It could be left field. Yeah. It, you know, it could be a lot of DH. So, um, in some ways, That all opens itself up to maybe a free agent shortstop in ways that we weren't thinking about before.
3: Well, and I also I'm very fascinated to see how they put their own spin on the no shift thing. I I do think that that is it's a philosophical shift for not just Major League Baseball, but specifically the Giants. And I'm really curious to see how they attack that. You referenced Evan Longoria. Is Evan Longoria a guy that can maybe move to first base occasionally? It feels like DH. I would try to use him in the DH role every now and then. If you do have a variety, like having too many third basemen is not the worst thing. We all know Wilmer can't really play there defensively. I love the guy. He he really can't. Longo can play there. But the problem with Longo, when you play him there, he takes a wear and tear on his body. Okay,
1: picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.
2: Oh, true. Although the funny thing about Wilmer, because I didn't even mention him and we know he's on the team next year. Yes. I actually think you can't hide him at second base no. in the way you used to in the yeah. past because you're not going to be flanked by two more infielders over your left and right shoulder with no shift, so does Wilmer actually have to go play third or a lot of first or a lot of DH uh, in in his future? Well, And and this is the other thing. Hyping
3: up a VR makes a lot of sense, whether he's in your long-term future or not. Like what the Dodgers did for a long time, we love Verdugo, and I'm just using him as an example. Oh, we love him. We love him. Next thing you know, he's off to Boston for Mookie Betts. Now, I'm not saying that kind of a trade's going to happen, but you have to create assets when there are none.
2: No doubt. I mean, could VR be a part of that Otani trade that's coming here in four weeks? I don't know. Um, anyway, uh, more, that more, well on that. <laughs> more on that, by the way. Following the idea of closing the gap with the Dodgers, because that does feel like this very, very big mountain to mm-hmm. climb, uh, you also have to remember that we're in an age where two and three teams in a division uh, can can make the playoffs. So it's not just about catching the Dodgers. And Farhan said this, about annual playoff expectations.
1: Mm. We're certainly in a stage as an organization where we expect to be in the playoffs every year. And if we're not in the playoffs, that's a bad outcome. You know, I look at 2020 where we missed out on a tiebreaker on the last day of the season. We could still sort of paint that with a silver lining that we took it down to the end of the season. And there's no silver lining to not missing the playoffs now. This is where we are as an organization. This is the standard that we hold for ourselves and we haven't got there. So I look at this season as one that had a disappointing result, but wasn't the result of the effort from the players, our staff, as a front office. You know, we clearly need to do better and put ourselves in a better position to make it.
2: Another answer that I dig because because what he didn't do there was speak about a timeline. Uh, He did not say, well... Farm guys not here yet. Well, uh, right, we're still, you know, member of the answers of the last few years. COVID really hurt us more than other teams because of where we were in our arc um, and, and in the farm system. Those are the answers we've gotten in the past. You didn't get that this time. They went eighty-one and eighty-one. That's not okay. It's not sitting well within the organization, and that's why I expect to see very, very different moves this off season than what we've seen in the past.
3: This is music to my ears. If you wanted to pick one clip that makes me feel super encouraged about the philosophical shift of not just for but the organization as a whole, that's the quote right there. You've paid the the, uh, stadium off. You don't have debt. You have 300 million in your back pocket from Oracle slapping their name on it. You've won three world series. You've built up the equity. You should be in the playoff hunt and in the playoffs Every single year, like that's should be the goal. So hearing that out loud and them setting that
2: bar was so refreshing to hear. It's, it's well, what
3: I wanted to hear as a Giants fan.
2: No bro. doubt. And, and, and I, I I keep encouraging Giants fans who are used to now this idea that Farhan and this regi- regime like to pinch pennies. I keep trying to tell people if your subject matter is money, I actually want everybody to understand the giants are in better shape than anyone in baseball. If you're going to go out and say there are big free agents and we want them, the giants who for years have preached, we want financial flexibility to the point where fans have gone, well, flexibility doesn't win us any games. No, but it can win you free agents. And we have reached that time where frustration meets opportunity Mm -hmm. meets a good free agent class And then meets them saying out loud a hundred times over, we are going to be in on everyone meets Bob Nightingale saying it in print. I mean, all of these things add together. And, and it it tells me that when they get into a room and and you heard him say it a second ago, we're not sure what makes every guy tick, Mm -hmm. but when it comes to the dollars, if that's what it comes down to, the giants should win
3: and it's, we we wanted to hear this for how many months now you know what I mean this is refreshing to hear out loud because I do think that they felt that way internally but to say it out loud that means a lot to me so I'm extremely optimistic the only thing that I'm a little worried of is that I know Giants fans if we don't get the big fish you know Aaron Judge or, or even let's say Trey Turner you still have to be discerning I don't want them to just pivot and recklessly take someone because Darby Swanson for example if that's not the guy that you've identified then don't give him a four-year deal. Right. Like, I get it. If you strike out on Trey Turner, as much as it'll pain everybody, if that's the only guy that you like and you don't like Correa for whatever reason, come out and say it. Don't just pivot to the sixth best shortstop because that's how we got Samarja. You know yep. what I mean? You yep. didn't get Granky, You pivoted. I liked Cueto, but then you went and you got Samarja, and then you hamstrung yourself and you didn't use that same discernment and there goes your financial
2: flexibility. No, I think I think that's a good point, and I think that, that this group, because 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 of the way their brains work, I don't think they'll do that. I agree. They they lean so hard toward hesitating to hand out the big deal. I I really doubt they go hand out the big deal to someone that they don't actually like. Um, and, and and so I think they'll do it at the highest level. And if they don't get those guys it'll be interesting to see where they turn because, by the way, we, they could also show up with the biggest contract offer and still get two no's from yeah. those guys because Trey Turner wants to be in the East Coast and Aaron just doesn't want to leave New York. Mm-hmm. Like, that's entirely possible. So I think that's a fair point. Don't just, you know, don't be 2 a.m. at the bar. Exactly. Just don't do, don't, exactly. don't do that. And I don't <laughs> think they will.
3: I don't think they will either, but I also think we need to prepare Giants fans. Like, if they do strike out, that doesn't mean you just spend wildly like a drunken sailor who just hit port. That, that's all I'm saying. Like, we've yep. had this opportunity. We've waited patiently. Like, there will be more free agents in, in the future. If you strike out this year, it's not the worst thing is what I'm saying. And I know it's frustrating and it'll leave us all wanting more, but the worst thing they could do right now is we waited this whole turn and then you got the seventh guy that you wanted and not one of the top two or
2: three. Yep, absolutely. So let's talk about money, because there's a lot to discuss there. And Farhan was asked a lot of questions about it. And so we'll give you some of those answers here coming up in just a second.